Good morning. This is Hannah Campbell. I am back this week for That Faith Life podcast, and I am glad to be with you today. It has been, um, we had a great weekend. We got to celebrate a good friend of mine's 50th birthday, so that was awesome. And uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my husband this weekend. And how many of you know that when you're married, or even when you're not married, um, your schedule sometimes can be all over the place. And it's hard to um, figure out how to have quality time with the ones you love. But one of the things that my husband and I really work on and we try to get better at is being intentional to plan um, time to spend together. Um, I even have um, a few friends that we just try to be intentional to catch up regularly. Um, my sisters, I have four of them, so sometimes being intentional is uh, not always an easy thing because everybody has different schedules and, and lives and you know tasks and responsibilities and different things they have to get done throughout the week. So, um, but one of the things that God put on my heart to share with you was, um, about finding joy in your intentionality with God. And I love that last week we talked about praising God. And if you didn't catch last week's podcast episode, then you want to check that out. We've been, uh, I kind of did, I guess you could kind of take it as like a little mini series about how to win your battles. And, um, and then that led me into praise, which led me into a topic on joy. And that's something that's interesting because, um, I mentioned in my testimony in the second episode that there were definitely long periods of my life where I experienced depression and anxiety, and I really didn't have any sense of how to overcome or master it. I knew, I knew that the Bible talked about being able you know, to overcome those things that the joy of the Lord was my strength, but it was really hard for me to get past the mental side of it. Um, pastor Merrick Hufton has, my pastor here in Roswell, Georgia, has been talking about um, immersing ourselves in the Word of God, um, and when you do that, your mind is able to put things into place that um, God gives you so that you can overcome things like depression and anxiety you know, fear, worry, doubt, unbelief, you know, all those things. And um, what I love about what Pastor America said is that it takes action. And so one thing that I remember, um, and I just want to share this again, just briefly, when I, in 2015, I was just going through such a crazy um, year, although it was the year that I met my, and started dating my husband, um, I just was going through stuff and I wasn't really in the church. Um, and so my now sister-in-law um, had said, you know, get up, come to church, come to church, come to church. It'll lift you up. It'll lift your spirits and you've got to get out of this funk. And so I did, which was really amazing because that led me um, to a year later uh, joining staff with the church, which was just unfathomable to me because, you know, I was this girl that totally didn't deserve to be able to serve God in a ministry leadership position. Um, but I had done ministry for many years. And so, but I look back at that time and I imagine myself having to go through that season again, where you almost feel helpless. And I never, ever, 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 ever want to go back to that place again, now that I've experienced the joy of the Lord. And that's what I want to talk about today. The joy of the Lord is certainly my strength. Um, and a lot of times people think that that's only for times of trouble. And I say that the joy of the Lord is for all times, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength is for all times. Um, because while you're in seasons of non troubles or trials, um, you're 
and it's kind of weird because you get to kind of have like a, a, a break if you, if you will. But the reality is, is that, um, God is always preparing you for the next steps of your life. You know, whether they're actual trials or they just may be challenges, you know, some of you may be starting businesses. Some of you may be getting married or, or having kids or going into this whole new season of your life. So it's not necessarily a trial as in a negative thing, but it's certainly a challenge and learning to be always on the ready and prepared for whatever God has for your life is a really good thing. And one thing I was thinking about today that God put on my heart was that in order for us to have the joy, um, you know, it, it, it is an action. And Pastor Merrick, like I said, talks about immersing yourself in the word. And so I started looking up, well, what does the word say that would give, you know, a sense of joy and hope for those of you who may be struggling to overcome your your fears and your worries and your stresses or you're struggling to overcome a challenge that again may not be negative but it may be hard or difficult to get through because it's something you've never done before and so one thing that uh, this is what God laid on my heart was to talk about the promises of God and um, I've looked up a few of the different ones and there's a few from the Old Testament and a bunch from the New Testament of course so I want to read a couple of them to you because I think that um, it, when you can get your mind on the fact that God is who he says he is it's a lot easier to trust him and it's a lot easier when you're going through challenges in, on the positive side or trials on the negative or what seem to be negative side um, it's a lot easier easier to have your joy and peace during those times. And I will tell you that um, it takes it takes work because your mind, um, your flesh wants to go towards the opposite. It wants to go towards that sin life. It wants to go towards, you know, that 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 really what the devil tries, which is to get you away from God. And if you can imagine yourself being on the brink of crossing over to um, you know, being under the devil's thumb, it, I guarantee you, you're not going to want that. You don't, nobody wants that. But when you're in the middle of something intense, it's very hard sometimes for people to understand how to get over and get as far away from that line. It's not, you know, it's kind of like how they say, um, I, I listened to a, a pastor one time talk about this and it was about guardrails, you know, and you don't get as close to the guardrail as, I mean, you have guardrails on your life as boundaries, right? So if you're driving on a highway or a road in the mountaintops and there's a guardrail, it's to protect you and it's to give you a sense of a boundary. Don't cross this line or you're going to fall off the cliff. Um, but I remember him talking about the fact that many people will try to get as close to the guardrail as possible out of a sense of, I can do this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm big enough. I'm bold enough. I can do whatever I want as long as I don't cross that line. But it's really manipulative of your relationship with God to get as close to sin as possible um, because it, it, that's not what your life is about. God didn't say that your life is about just avoiding sin. It's about following God and it's about giving your whole life and over to him and serving him. So if you're doing that, if your whole life is given over to him and you're serving him, you're really actually pretty far away from the guardrails, you know? And, and again, the boundaries are up and boundaries are good. And so if you do happen to come close to it, you've got a warning signal, a, a don't come any further. This is a bad place to be. Um, but the goal is not to see how close you can get. Again, the goal is to follow God with your whole entire heart, love him with your whole, you know, everything you've got. And then that will help you to stay as far away from those things that aren't of God, those things that keep you down, those things that keep you depressed, you know, and I'm not saying that that's easy. And you may be new to the faith and, and coming from a life where, you know, you 
did anything you want at all, all the time, you know, and I came from that life. I certainly did anything I wanted all the time. I remember seasons of my life where I just totally, I got so close to the rail and then I would cross the guardrail and then I would come back because I felt guilty, you know, but the truth was that I wasn't experiencing the fullness of God and it certainly was getting depressed and sad because it was like I was testing God and seeing how close could I get before he would let go of me. And the truth is, you know, God doesn't give up on us, but but we give up on ourselves sometimes. You know, we give in to the temptations of the world, to the temptations to not follow God. And that's where you lose your peace. You cannot be close to sin and maintain your peace. You know, there are there are things there are clear stories in the Bible that that show you what happened. Saul was a person that he was tormented. He was tormented because he didn't do what God asked him to do. And that's what a lot of times I think happens to us. I think that the season that I was particularly going through, which had to do with depression and just overwhelming fear to the point where I almost couldn't function, had to do with sin, had to do with me not repenting, had to do with me not taking the word of God, planning it in my mind and doing something about my situation, you know? And so that's what I, I, I get excited about for Um, You guys, each of us have an opportunity to come to a new place in our life where we take action. You are given a mind, you are given a will, you have choices that you can make, and you can choose to get as close to that, you know, boundary line of sin or cross over that line as you want. And I'm not telling you that your depression, you know, everybody goes through different things. Your depression may not be directly because of sin. It could be because you've gone through something traumatic that's very hard to overcome. And there is a time for mourning. Do not hear my words wrong. I I have friends that are going through stuff right now and, you know, they have to go through that process. And we can be encouraging, you know, and we can be loving and but there there is a time for mourning. You know, and so I don't want anybody to be confused that you should feel guilty if you're going through something, you know, and you're sad about it, that you, you know, you should somehow feel bad about it. No, you don't need to feel bad about it, but there will come a day where it's time for you to pick up, pick up, you know, allow the joy of the Lord to become your strength and you step up and you make a new step tomorrow. And the next day you make another step, you know, and so I encourage any of you who may be going through stuff to find a friend that can encourage you in this particular truth that it is okay to be sad. It is okay to mourn. Um, but it's not in the long run. It's not your destiny. Your destiny is not to stay in this place forever. And, um, you know, I've oftentimes been reminded of the fact that God planted many friends in my life, many people in my life that would always help me to, um, get back over to that place where I was following God. I've got a great mentor. Her name is Corey. She's wonderful. I think I talked about her in episode two. Um, But even today, I called her last week, you know, and I I let her know what's going on in my life. She was very honest with me about some things. And at the end of the conversation, you know, she even said, and we've been friends since, I mean, I'm 32, you know, we've been friends since I was, well, she's been my mentor and then started started as my small group leader since I was 15. You know, she even said, I'm nervous to tell you this because I don't want to hurt you, but I have to tell you. And that's something for me. Those are the people that you need in your life to help you get over and to get into a place where you can experience the joy of the Lord again. And so one thing that will help you experience the joy of the Lord to to, um, get some good things in your mind so you can come back out of the depths of the darkness, the depths of depression and that hellish place where you feel trapped and overwhelmed. I get it. Listen. 
if you need someone to talk to about it, send me a message, find a friend, go to your church, find a, find a, you know, go to your pastor, you know, the elders or deacons in your church, maybe, you know, find a support group. There are so many people who are willing to help that have been there, done that. You are not alone in this. I promise you. And so um, some promises of God, which are wonderful and will give you hopefully so much encouragement. I love in Genesis that he says, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. That was in Genesis 17, 4. And, um, you know, when God spoke to Abraham, he declared that he would bless him and make him as him a father of many nations. And this is exactly what you see. You see that happen. So I love going back to the Old Testament to see the promises that God gave his people and um, or his sons or his daughters and to see it come to fruition. And of course it came to fruition because he's God. And in Exodus, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, and God saw the people of of Israel, and God knew. And that's one of the coolest promises of God um, ever in history was the deliverance of his people from Egyptian slavery. And he would he he called out Moses to declare to Pharaoh that it was time for his people to be set free. And Pharaoh didn't take God's word seriously, and that effect was catastrophic. But his promise to the Israelites um, was, you know, came true. They crossed the Red Sea, and they were set free after 430 years of slavery. And that's really powerful. You know, I encourage you to go read that story. Um, I do the Bible in one one year. I try to read the Bible every year, and I do a plan where it's usually about. A psalm, a, a psalm a day, a proverb a day, two chapters of the Old Testament, two chapters of the of the New Testament, you know. And then, um, I mean, I've got a plan. I use the U version. They have a good app or a good um, plan within that app that I use that I really like. Sometimes people like to read it in order. It's however you like it. But I say all that to say that go back and read the Old Testament. The promises of God are incredible. I mean, it's almost like, you know it's almost like it was a different world, a completely different world. And it was in a lot of ways, but I mean, like it was still our earth. It was our planet. These were real people, the things that were, you know, done in these stories. And in Deuteronomy, um, I love this promise of God. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord, your God and walk in obedience to him. So again, it's not always about just what God does, but you have a part too. you know, keep his commands, follow the Lord, walk in obedience to him, do the things that he says. And God made a promise to the nation of Israel that if they kept his commandments, he would bless them. If they would obey his word and truth, he would set them high above all the nations on the earth. And then um, going into Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. I love the story, the, 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 the book of Joshua. I get so much, I'm sure a lot of people do because it's one of those famous verses, you know, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, why, why would, why would that be given to us? If that promise wasn't for each of us, the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be discouraged. But if you are read this verse over and over again, because it really shows the character of God that, you know, no matter who it is, that he's going to take care of them and he's going to be with them and he's going to help them to understand the next steps of life and how to get through battles and challenges. Um, first Samuel, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him for being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Beth Bethlehemite for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And 
you know, Saul was chosen as king originally, and the problem with Saul was that he didn't listen to the Lord. I said that earlier. He didn't listen to the Lord, and he disobeyed God. He disobeyed his orders, and so God decided that David would be the new king. His word was sealed in heaven, and David ruled, and he became king, and he was um, direct line to Jesus. Um, and then going into um, going into the New Testament, I want to read some verses to you that I find very powerful. Um, but this is from Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. There is your action point, and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know, we we cannot forget to make God, the kingdom of God, the thing that's first in our lives. You know, we put other things above God. We oftentimes, we don't, it's hard for us because we have families and it's not to say that you shouldn't put your family above certain things, but God is first. God is first. God is first, you know, and as you get closer to him and as you seek him more, he will begin to reveal things to you and how to do things. And then it says, but seek first the kingdom, you know, and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And then in John, he said, John 1, 12, it says, but as many as received him to them, he gave to them, gave, he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What he's giving you is power to become his son or daughter. You can put that in there. Um, he's talking about those that received him, those that received him gave him, you know, he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed in his name. This promise is in the context of salvation. Um, so if you believe and receive Jesus, you know, he will give you the power to become a child of God and, and you don't need to work for your salvation. It's a gift from God when we simply believe him. And after you receive him, it's, you know, your life is about following him. So there is action involved in your life. You know, you have to do, there are, and this is always one of those confusing things. Oh, well, if God's all about grace, you know, God is about grace, but he didn't create you to just take advantage of the gospel. That's not what it was about. God didn't, you know, send Jesus just so that you could have you know, a way to take advantage of the situation. I mean, you're getting to take advantage of it. I mean, in the negative way, I mean like, you know, oh, I have Jesus and he's going to forgive me for whatever I do so I can do whatever I want. No, you know, when you receive him, you have to accept the commands of God. You have to accept that your life is completely different and it's a wonderful life. I will tell you that. I used to think, oh, following God, I'm going to have such a boring life. I have had more adventures, more joy, more fun in my life following God than any other time. Um, And just to wrap this up, and this is from Romans, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good of those, for those who are called according to his purpose. I know I'm called, and I know that you're called. If you're listening to this right now, you are called by God to live out your life with joy and love. And I know we didn't go super in depth about uh, the topic of joy specifically, because I really wanted to focus on the foundations of where our joy comes from. And it's from the character of God. Look at all these promises that we read to, that I read to you just now. You know, I mean, it's like, he's so wonderful. He's so good. He's so mighty to save us. 
And there are so many, there are so many more promises in the Bible that you should go read. Give yourself a chance to understand that God's character, you love God because, you know, he gave us everything and it's so wonderful. You will experience joy. You will be able to master and overcome depression, anxiety, fear, worry, you know, and I've talked a lot about this because I think it's just, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's a really big deal, you know, that people are going through. And I just want to encourage each of you that you are um, capable because God has planted in you the power of Jesus Christ. And I just want to give you the chance, you know, if you need prayer for that, reach out to me on Instagram or if you have my number, text me, you know, and I am so um, I want to encourage you and I want to keep encouraging my followers here that faith life is is going to help you. I, you know, there's a time in your life where you have to make a decision, but you know what? That time is almost every day. You know, the people that have been following the Lord their whole lives, they don't really have to make that decision every day. But if you're new to the faith, you may struggle with experiencing joy every day. You have to choose God every day, no matter what your situations look like. And I promise you, you will begin to experience the joy of the Lord. Give him praise. I mentioned that in my last podcast. Or we talked about that in the last podcast. Okay. He loves you so much. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you for encouraging me on this faith life journey. I encourage you to keep listening. Go back and listen to old podcasts. And we will catch you next time. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you soon.